for you. So, all right. Amen. Good stuff. All right, let's take the Bibles this morning, and uh, we're going to start out in Proverbs. In fact, most of the message, we're going to be in the book of Proverbs. Uh, Proverbs chapter 4. Of course, uh, uh, this being the day we are celebrating Mother's Day, uh, I wanted to preach along those lines today. And, you know, sometimes uh, I try to make, when I preach, uh, the message the Lord gives me, of course, uh, I, they're usually applicable for every single group and, or every single person that hears. Uh, and I don't usually do it how I'm going to do it this morning. But this morning, I, I'm going to kind of uh, preach uh, more toward our young people, uh, for our young people this morning. And, of course, uh, I think everybody can get something from it. Uh, but especially our young people, I really want you to perk up and listen this morning. Because I'm going to preach to you on this subject this morning, what your mom really wants for Mother's Day. What your mom really wants for Mother's Day. So if you find your place, stand with me. Proverbs chapter 4, in reverence of the reading of the Word of God as we read the Scripture. Proverbs chapter 4, the Bible says in verse 1, Hear ye children the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom <laughs> is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you this morning. We're thankful again for allowing you to be us in your house this morning, God. And we ask, Lord, that you'd speak to us today through your word. We ask, God, that you would uh, be here present, Lord, with us. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you'd work on hearts. And, Lord, do what I can't do, Lord. And, and Lord, that, that's, that's the, the meat and the need uh, that folks would have inside of their hearts today. And, Lord, we ask that you'd bless the preaching. Lord, if someone doesn't know you as our Savior, we ask, God, that they would accept you today before it's eternally too late. We love you. We thank you. We praise you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Now, I always try to, I don't do this every message, uh, but uh, for Mother's Day, sometimes for Father's Day, uh, I uh, have some, uh, some readings, some, some poems, some different stories that I like to start with. So I'm going to do that today uh, for Mother's Day. And uh, so uh, here's the first thing entitled, The Mother's Dictionary of Meanings, all right? A Mother's Dictionary of Meanings. And, and I can tell you this, okay, uh, sometimes what mom says uh, and what she means is not what was going through my brain. Amen? And so here we go. Uh, a dumbwaiter. Okay, a dumbwaiter. A dumbwaiter, according to mom, is one who asks if the kids would care to order dessert. All right? <laughs> Feedback. The inevitable result when the baby doesn't appreciate the strained carrots. Amen? <laughs> Full name. What you call your child when you're mad at them. Grandparents. The people who think your children are wonderful even though they're sure you're not raising them right. <laughs> we have some grandparents in here this morning. Right? Hearsay. What toddlers do when anyone mutters a dirty word. <laughs> Independent. How we want our children to be for as long as they do everything we say. Puddle. A small body of water that draws other small bodies wearing dry shoes into. <laughs> Show off. A child who is more talented than yours. Uh, sterilize what you do to your baby's first pacifier by boiling it and to your last baby's pacifier by blowing on it and wiping it with saliva. Amen. Uh, top bunk, where you should never put a child wearing Superman jammies. <laughs> Two-minute warning, 
when the baby's face turns red and she begins to make those familiar noises. Amen? Who done it? None of the kids that live in your house. All right? And how about this? Things moms would never say. Things mom would never say. How on earth can you see the TV sitting so far back? Amen? How about this? Yay! Yes, I used to skip school a lot too. Uh, just leave the lights on. It makes the house look more cheery. Uh, let me smell that shirt. Yeah, it's good for another week, all right? Go ahead and keep that stray dog, honey. I'll be glad to feed him and walk him every day. <laughs> well, if Johnny's mama says it's okay, then that's good enough for me. The curfew is just a general time to shoot for. It's not like I'm running a prison around here. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have a tissue with me. Just use your sleeve. And the last thing that moms would never say don't bother wearing a jacket. The wind chill is bound to improve. Amen? So there you go. All right? I don't try to be a comedian, but from time to time, I'll bring you something like that. Amen? So let's get to the message this morning. What your mom really wants for Mother's Day. Now, young people, I'm, I'm going to be talking to you this morning, but I think all of us can take application from it. And, uh, man, the Bible has a lot to say about how young people ought to treat their parents. Amen? And by the way, if you want a good book of child-rearing, uh, you don't need child rearing for the soul, amen? That's not what you need. Uh, you don't need to go to your local bookstore and try to find, you know, this psychiatrist's opinion or that psychiatrist's opinion. Hey, here's a novel concept, Christians. Let's look to what God has to say about it, amen? By the way, God does have a lot to say about it. And I can promise you this, if we will follow God's Word, we'll be way better off. But let me give you some things this morning, all right? Number one, what does your mom, young people, really want for Mother's Day? She wants for her child to listen to her instruction. For her child to listen to her instruction. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20, My son, keep thy father's commandment, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Now, girls, you're not getting off. Uh, you're not getting off the hook this morning, okay? Just because it says "my son" doesn't mean it doesn't refer to daughters as well. Amen. Solomon is writing this uh, particularly to his son, but it refers to young people. And listen, you know what? He tells us here in the book of Proverbs twice, almost verbatim. We find the verse that talks about not forsaking the law of thy mother. And that word "forsake" it means to cast off. It means to not take it as your own. To not take it as your own. Young people, let me just say this. Your mom has some things that you need to listen to. Amen? And, uh, you know, it's amazing to me that uh, when, you know, kids get to be teenagers, all of a sudden they think they know everything, right? And, uh, you know, uh, uh, there are certain things, no doubt, you know. I mean, listen, and by the way, if you're doing it right and you're listening to your parents, you are gaining knowledge. You are learning some things. But listen, you're 13, 14, 15 years old. You know what that means? You've got 13, 14, 15 years of life experience. And truth be told, that's not a whole lot. Now, I would say the average age of a mother raising teenagers, notice I said average age, okay? Not trying to stereotype anybody here, but it is around 35 years old. And so listen, uh, young person, you've got 15 years of life experience. Your mom has over double that. She's got 35 years of life experience, maybe a little more, amen? And so if you're Miss Heather, you're going to have a little bit more, right? Because uh, you're having babies when you're in your late 30s, so that's all good. Uh, but uh, listen, young people, hey, you know what? Mom's got something that you 
And listen, when mom's trying to instruct you, and mom's trying to tell you some things, she's not just blowing smoke, amen? She loves you, she cares for you, she's giving you some instruction, and hey, it's your job to listen to what she has to say. It's kind of like there in 1 Kings chapter 12, there is Solomon's son. By the way, I think it's very, very interesting here. Solomon wrote the whole book of Proverbs to his son. And if you read that, a lot of times it's referencing my son, my son, my son. But you know what's interesting about Solomon's son? You read about his life. His name is Rehoboam. And I'm sure he had other sons, but Rehoboam is the one that was the king after Solomon. You know what's interesting to me? Out of the wisest uh, man that ever lived, Solomon, and that that wise book of Proverbs, all the instruction he told his son, you know what? His son didn't listen to his dad. By the way, parents, that's a good lesson for us. You know, more is caught than is taught. Rehoboam didn't do what his dad said. He did what his dad did. By the way, parents, I'm just going to tell you right now, the life we're living, we're setting an example for our young people. And it's important that we live a life that brings glory and honor to God because, hey, little eyes are watching. Amen? Little eyes are watching. But it says this about Rehoboam in 1 Kings chapter 12 and verse 6. And King Rehoboam, consulted with the old men that stood before Solomon his father while he yet lived, and said, How do ye advise that I may answer this people? Hey, you know what? He at least had enough smarts to, to go to those that were older than him and say, Hey, what's your advice on how I ought to govern the kingdom here? But the problem is, he didn't leave it with what the, the, the old wise men said, because on down it says this, But he forsook the counsel of the old men which they had given him and consulted with the young men that were grown up with him which stood before him. And by the way, instead of listening to the the, the old men who had a lot of life experience, he listened to his peers. And by the way, it was a disaster for the kingdom. It didn't end up right. You know why? Because instead of listening to people that were older than him and smarter than him, he listened to those that were only on his level. And by the way, young people, so many young people I hear They're more concerned about what their peers think than what their parents think. They care more about their little 13-year-old teeny bopper friend and and her opinion. Because, by the way, she's been down down the road a lot, hasn't she? Her 13 years of life experience. And will throw out all the wisdom of what mom is trying to teach. Amen? So, young people, let me just tell you what what your mom wants for Mother's Day. She wants for you to listen to the things that she's trying to instruct you in. Number two, what else do we see here? Proverbs chapter 4. We're close. One of the verses we just read. Verse 3. Notice what it says. For I was my father's son. Notice this phrase here. Tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. Let me tell you young people what else your mom wants. She wants for her child to know that she loves and cares for them. She wants for you to know that she loves and cares for you. Did you notice here? I love this term of endearment. What he said, he said, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. You realize there's no love on this planet like a mother's love? I mean, mamas love their kids. When truth be told, maybe no one else will. A mama will love their kids. And young people, listen to me. You need to understand that. Because the devil wants to come and try to make you think and drive a wedge between you and your parents and their relationship and your relationship with them. Between you and your mama and your relationship with her. He wants you to think that she doesn't really care about you. She doesn't really love you. Nothing can be further from the truth. You know what I found out? Sometimes moms have bad days. Sometimes moms have bad, go through bad stretches. And you know, maybe sometimes moms don't always get it right. By the way, neither do you. 
Neither do you. Amen. Listen, young people, you don't have perfect parents. But if you got parents, especially young people who go to this church, that they care enough about you to make sure you're in a place where you can hear about the Lord and learn from His Word, you got good parents. Amen? And listen, you need to know that they love and care for you. Nobody on earth loves and cares for you more than your mama does. Man, uh, you've heard you've heard the stories before. You've heard the testimonies, and and uh, you might see a, some big old tough guy. Man, he he seems to be as hard as nails. But man, he he melts at the name of Mama. Amen. There's been a lot of a lot of people, a lot of of, of men who got saved out of a hard life. You know why? Because of Mama's prayers. Because of the care and love for Mama. And young people, don't you ever forget that. Amen. Your Mama wants 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 you to know that she loves. And cares for you. And by the way, you know what comes along with that kind of love sometimes? Tough love. Tough love. Listen, we need mamas that show their kids tough love. By the way, by tough love, I mean loving them and teaching them and training them. And by the way, part of teaching and training them is correcting them when they're wrong. Amen? And mamas, listen, you got to show that. And I know it's not easy. And sometimes you, you would rather uh, uh, give a hug than give a rebuke. But I'm going to tell you, young people need that. I always say this. Hey, kids aren't going to raise themselves. That's why God gave them parents. And that's why as parents, we better take our job serious when it comes to teaching and training our young people. And, of course, part of that is showing them that care and love. And, yes, sometimes it even means tough love. Number three, what else, young people, does your mom want for Mother's Day? Go to Proverbs chapter 10. Proverbs chapter 10, just a couple pages over from where we're at. Proverbs chapter 10. Let's look at verse 1. Notice what he says here. He says this, The Proverbs of Solomon, A wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. Number three, young people, your mama, she wants, to, she wants her child to not do foolish things and be an unnecessary burden upon her. Let me say that again. She wants you to not do foolish things and be an unnecessary burden upon her. Did you hear what that verse said right there? Young people, you need to memorize this verse. This needs to be one of those verses that's always on the forefront of your mind. A wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. You know, there's been too many moms have sleepless nights. Too many early gray hairs because of the foolishness of their children. Listen, young people, I want to encourage you this morning. Think before you do something foolish. And think about the, how your actions will affect different people, especially your parents, especially your mama. Of all the people in the world, your mom loves you the most. And because she loves you the most, you know why? She also hurts the most. <laughs> she hurts the most. You know why? And I'm afraid too many young people, without even thinking, without even understanding, they just stomp all over their mama's hearts by their bad, foolish choices. And listen, I'm not preaching this to make anybody in here feel bad because of previous mistakes. Hey, listen, folks, we've all made mistakes before. Amen? And I'm glad the, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses and forgives. But I'm preaching this to these young people who haven't made those mistakes yet. And sometimes as a preacher, i got to come up here and sound the voice of warning and warn our young people about going down certain paths. And let me just encourage you, don't go down the path of foolishness. Amen? Because if you do, the Bible says you'll be a heaviness to your mother. Genesis chapter 26, verse 34, the story of a man named Esau. Of course, we know the story of Jacob and Esau, and both those boys made some bad choices. Both those boys were uh, caused some harm and hurt to their parents. But Esau, because of his 
anger over what Jacob did to him. And by the way, Jacob shouldn't have done that to him, but he did. But Esau, instead of getting right, instead of uh, uh, making sure he was good, he went out and just added insult to injury. The, the, the broken heart of Isaac and Rebekah, they were already hurting. And, Jan, and Esau went out and just poured salt all over the wound. Is what the Bible says. And Esau was 40 years old, Genesis 26, 34, when he took the wife, Judith, the daughter of Beri, the Hittite, and Bashamath, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite. Here's what the Bible says. Which were a grief of mind unto Isaac and Rebekah. You know, listen, this wasn't just some coincidence. This wasn't just, oh, oh, mom and dad didn't like their personalities. No, you read about what it says. It talks about where they were from. Hey, these were heathen girls who didn't know their God and worshipped God, and he did it on purpose to hurt his parents. By the way, what a shame that young people make decisions that they know, that they know will hurt their parents, but they do it anyway. Shame on you young people if you live that way. By the way, the Bible says you'll be a, uh, a heaviness to your mother. By the way, the opposite of that verse, if the wise son maketh a glad father, what's a foolish son make? He makes us a, a sorrowful father. And young people, listen, your mama wants more than anything. She wants you to make the right choices. She wants you to make the right decisions. She doesn't want you to be an un unnecessary burden upon her. By the way, folks, listen, there's a burden enough trying to raise kids right in this crazy world we're living in. Amen? Listen, as parents, you've got to be on your toes. You gotta, you always got to be checking your six. You always got to be seeing what's going on. You got to be aware of what's going on. Listen, Satan hates kids that are being trying to raise according to the Word of God. He hates it, and it's difficult and it's hard. Why in the world, young people, would you want to make that harder on your parents? Amen. That's what your mama wants. She wants your, you to listen to her instruction. She wants you to know she loves and cares for you. She wants you to not do foolish things and be an unnecessary burden upon her. Number four, Proverbs chapter 15, verse 20. Let's go there. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 20. The Bible says this, Proverbs 15, 20. A wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish man, notice this phrase, despiseth his mother. She wants, number four, her child to respect her. Her child to respect her. That word despise there, it means to scorn or act vile toward. It's talking about this, not showing respect to. Not showing respect to. I am appalled when I go places and when I go in public and see with what such disrespect young people treat their parents. I'm going to tell you, if I would have treated my parents that way, I've been picking myself up off the floor. Amen? By the way, you know what's even taken a step further? The fact that parents allow their children to disrespect them. Amen? Listen, parents, again, I, I am preaching to young people. I'm preaching to us a little bit this morning, too. Listen to me. You know, the Bible tells us a good way that uh, we can help our, our children learn to respect. Amen? Okay? He tells us what it is. By the way, it may not be popular or popular opinion, but I don't care what the society says. I don't care what the world says. I care what the Bible says. Amen? By the way, it's called the rod. By the way, that's not abuse. Amen? God uh, has created our anatomy in such a way, amen, where there's a cushion spot. That rod's the perfect place for it. Amen? God knew what he was doing when he made us. All right? And listen, I'm going to tell you right now, folks, the uh, uh, kids uh, should not disrespect their parents, but as parents, we shouldn't allow our kids to disrespect us. Amen? I mean, unbelievable. By the way, God thought it was a big deal how children treated their parents. God thought it was a big deal. In the Old Testament, 
Now understand, we're not living, we're not, we're not Jews, okay? We're not living under the Jewish law now. I get that. I understand that. But I'm going to tell you this. God doesn't change his mind on how he feels about things. Although we may not have the same penalty in our day and age that they had back then, God hasn't changed his mind about it. Here's what the Bible says. Again, by the way, I just want to let you all know something. This is a Bible-preaching church, amen? Okay? We preach the Bible around here. Hey, we believe the Bible around here. Oh, you guys are so extreme. No, we're just Bible believers, amen? Exodus chapter 21, here's what God said, verse 15. He that smiteth his father or his mother. Think about that, smiteth. We're talking about a, a, a child who would lift up their hand and physically smite their parent. Here's what God said about that. He shall surely be put to death. That's what God thinks about it. Amen? How about this verse? Exodus 21, 17. He that curseth his father and mother shall surely be put to death. Now, you know what? A lot of young people better be glad we're not living under Old Testament law. Because there would be a lot of young people, if we were, you know what? Wouldn't even be alive. Amen? Because of the way young people treat their parents. Now listen, young people, I'm trying to let you understand something here. I'm trying to help you this morning. Listen, your mama wants more than anything. And by the way, she deserves more than anything. Your respect. Your respect. By the way, let me tell you a phrase I can't stand. I hate it when I hear kids, and even spouses use this for one another. Oh, that's my old man. That's my old woman. Let me tell you what that is. Disrespectful. You better never, young, a young person in this church, better never call their parent that in my presence. Because I'll let you know about it. Amen? You don't call your mom or dad an old man or an old woman. That's not what they are. They're the parents God's given you. And you ought to respect them. Amen? By the way, I would take that up to your spouse. Listen, I ain't my old lady sitting right there. That's the precious wife God's blessed me with. And I'm to show her respect. And I'm to love her and show her that kind of respect. And saying that's not respecting her very much. Amen? Well, I don't like that preaching. Well, you know what? I don't like that living. Amen? Listen, folks. We ought, to, we ought to learn respect. These were things that were, were taught common sense decades ago. Now it just flies out the window. Nobody even cares anymore. Well, you know what? God still cares about it. And young people, you better care about it. Amen? Your mama wants to know that you respect her. By the way, you respect her by not just what you say, by what you do. Do I believe words are important? You better believe they're important. Amen? God says it's important. And you better respect her with, with your words. But most importantly, you better respect her with your life. Amen? Not just what you say, but how you live. Number five, what else do we see here? Proverbs chapter 19. Let's go there. Proverbs chapter 19. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 26. Number five, the Bible says this. He that wasteth his father and chaseth away his mother is a son that causes shame and bringeth reproach. And then we see in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 22, Hearken unto thy father that beget thee, notice this, and despise not thy mother when she is old. Let me tell you, young people, what your mama wants for Mother's Day. She wants her child to show care for her. To show care for her. Now again, did you notice what it says? Chases the way his mother layeth waste um, uh, to his father. And then it talks about there, despising not thy mother when she is old. That word wasted, it literally means exactly to lay waste, to, to discard as rubbish. Chaseth means to drive away. Despise means to show contempt. You know what it's talking about? It's talking about kids who don't care for their parents. Now listen, whether this happens when your parents are older, 
or whether it happens when you're not fully grown. Let me just say this, folks. It's the responsibility, the Bible responsibility of children to help care for their parents. That's the Bible. Amen? Listen, you know what? Our parents cared for us when we couldn't care for ourselves. And I believe that it's uh, the job of young uh, of children to help care for their parents. Now listen, folks, I get it, okay? There's all kinds of circumstances out there. Uh, my dad, uh, uh, he, you know, we, we, uh, he always kids me. He's like, son, promise me you won't put me in a nursing home. I'm like, dad, I can't make you that promise. I said, I may not be able to care for you. I said, but all this, I told, I, I told you this. Uh, I told him this. I said, I won't abandon you in a nursing home. My dad set that great example. His dad, my grandfather, uh, he, um, he, uh, my, my grandmother passed away, and he, he ended up meeting a, another lady, and uh, my grandfather, oh my goodness, 72 years old and was dating again. Wow, you talk about interesting. That was, that was something else, just saying, right? But, 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 he, but he met this lady whose husband had passed away, and he moved to Colorado, uh, and then his health got bad, and, and so he came back here to Indiana. And I'm going to tell you, I, I, I witnessed this. I watched my dad care for his father. And you know what? My dad physically, because uh, his health's not the greatest, could not physically take care of him every day. But you know what he did do? Even though my grandfather was in the nursing home, he didn't abandon him in that nursing home. Right. Every week, usually every Saturday, sometimes throughout the week, he would go down and visit with him. In fact, he had all the nursing home uh, other residents all jealous because he'd bring him pizza every Saturday. Man, everybody was smelling that pizza. Now, my dad, he's kind of a rascal. He'd open the box and fan it as he walked down the hall, you know. And, uh, but, uh, but I remember him going there. And uh, even as my grandfather was starting to, uh, dementia was setting on, and, and even though some, you know, things, you know, you know how sometimes that things like that work out, my dad was with him until the day he passed. And you know what? He showed him. He cared for him. And by the way, you know what? It's the responsibility of children to care for their parents. And we're living in such a wicked, selfish generation. And, and all anybody cares about themselves. I mean, in fact, here's what's sad. Not only do they abandon, sometimes young people abandon their parents when they're in the nursing home. Listen, folks, sometimes they don't even care for their parents when they're alive at all, when they're healthy, and they don't even have any conversation with them. They don't even want to have anything to do with them. Now, listen, folks, what a shame. Amen? What a shame. But young people, listen, it's, it, it's, uh, it's your job to care for your parents as they get older. Now, listen, it's not just necessarily talking about money and material things, but it's also talking about giving up your time. You know, parents need time with their kids. By the way, even when they're grown. Now, listen, 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 parents. Let me just say this, okay? Uh, okay, your kids have their own life, too. Okay? And, uh, you know, your kids can't be at your house every evening for supper. That's just not reality. Okay? Listen, I'm talking about keeping a balance in this stuff. All right? And, by the way, parents, let me just say this. We didn't raise our kids for ourselves. Okay? By the way, they're not really technically, biblical speaking, they're not our kids. You know whose kids they are? God's kids. We're raising them for the Lord and God's plan for their life. In fact, the Bible says this in Psalms 127, verse 4, As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. By the way, that's not an accident. He used that illustration when it comes to children. They're like arrows. By the way, what good is an arrow stuck in the quiver? Arrows aren't made to stay in the quiver, folks. Arrows are made to be pulled out of the quiver put in the bow, pulled back, and let go. Amen? And listen, we're raising our kids for the Lord. And they're God's kids. They're not our kids. We shouldn't get selfish with, well, I don't want my kids to live more than five miles from me. Listen, well, that's God's business. Amen? And whatever God calls them to do, wherever God calls them to go, listen, they're not our kids. So I get it. There's a balance to all this. 
But young people, even if God does send you someplace away, even if you live in another state, you can still have contact with Him and spend time with your parents. Amen? It's called technology, right? I mean, I remember when I was a kid, I was just to be like, wouldn't it be so cool if you could see somebody on the phone when you're talking to them? Hold on, that'd be so cool. We have the stupid technology and never even use it. I can't even tell you the last time I used FaceTime. Okay, I don't, I don't want to see you. you know, I want to get off the phone with you as quick as possible, right? That's how most of us think, right? Now listen, folks, technology allowed us some wonderful things. Listen, there's no excuse for us not to uh, at least communicate with and have a good relationship with our parents. By the way, I guarantee you this. There's people in this room that wish they could have another phone call with mom and dad. Guarantee you. Wish they could. So young people, listen to me. When you have mom and dad around, listen, show care for them. Show care for them. Number six, I just got seven. We're almost there. Amen. Proverbs chapter 23. Proverbs chapter 23. Let's look at verse 24. The Bible says this, Proverbs 23, 24, and 25. I'll give you just a second to get there. If you, if you don't get there, just act like you're there and look intelligent. Amen? It's all good. I'm going to read it anyway. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 24 and 25. The Bible says this, The father of the righteous shall greatly rejoice, and he that begetteth a wise child shall have joy of him. And uh, verse 25, Thy father and thy mother shall be glad, and she that bear thee shall rejoice. Let me tell you, young people, what your mama wants. She wants for her child to love God and do right. That's what your mama wants for Mother's Day. Amen? Listen, folks, I'm going to tell you right now, one of the greatest joy of a parent is to see their child love God and do right with their life. That's one of the greatest joys a parent can have. In uh, 3 John chapter 1, verse 4, the Apostle John, and he wasn't talking to his physical children here. He was talking to his spiritual children here, the people he had reached for Jesus Christ. And here's what he said to them. He said this in, in 3 John, verse 4, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Let me tell you what will bring joy to your, to your mama, young people, is to know that, that she, when she knows that you love God, and you're going to do right with your life. Amen? That brings joy to your mama. I think of Hannah and Samuel, the story there back in, in the book of 1 Samuel. And I think of how the, uh, uh, Hannah couldn't have children, and she prayed for God to give her a son, and God gave her a son, and she told the Lord, God, if you give me a son, I'll give him back to you. And that son happened to be the, the greatest prophet of the nation of Israel at that time, and of course that was Samuel. And I think how the Bible talks about how that every year she'd go back to the temple and she would make him a coat and make him some clothes and take to him. You know, you can't tell me that Hannah wasn't joyful, that God was using her son in that way, in that life, that she, was, that she uh, had the son that was going to be that great prophet in the nation of Israel. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying, young people, that in order to love God and do right, you've got to be a preacher. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you've got to fit this stereotype or that stereotype. Hey, God has a will for every single one of our lives. Amen? Let me tell you what's interesting about that will. It's like a fingerprint. No two are the same. Amen? God has a different plan for all of us. And let me tell you what, well, what your mama wants. She wants you to love God and, and just, and just uh, be the right Christian God wants you to be. Amen? Whatever God has for you to do, whatever path God wants you to walk on, you'll bring your mama joy if you walk on that path. Amen? So she wants her child to love God and do right. And then last of all, let me give you the last thing here. Go to Proverbs chapter 30. Proverbs chapter 30. Number 7. Man, this is a powerful passage of Scripture here. When I read these verses to you, folks, I can't, 
help but ask a question, and I'll ask that question here in just a minute when I read these verses to you. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 11 through 14. Listen to these verses now, church. The Bible says this, There is a generation that curseth their father and doth not bless their mother. There is a generation that are pure in their own eyes, yet is not washed from their filthiness. There is a generation, oh, how lofty are their eyes, and their eyelids are lifted up. There is a generation whose teeth are as swords, and their jaw teeth as knives, to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. Here's the question. Is this that generation? Because I'm going to tell you something, folks. You read that description right there. If there's ever generation, and I'm sure this isn't the only generation that's been involved in that. But I'm going to tell you, you read that, and you look at our society, it fits to a T. Let me tell you, young people, last of all, what your mama wants. She wants for her child to not be part of the status quo. She doesn't want you being just like everybody else is. Amen? Because let me tell you, folks, you follow the pattern of the world, that's a bad road to go down. Amen? Listen, I, I, we, we, we don't want that for our young people. We're trying to train after God. We don't want our young people to follow that path. No, you know what we want them to do, folks? We want them to follow God's path for their lives. And listen, young people, your mama wants more than anything for you, and it goes right along with the previous point about you loving God and doing right. Hey, she doesn't want you to just be like everybody else. That's what the Bible says. There is a generation that curseth their father and doth not bless their mother. And all these other verses, the sins in those verses can go and be linked right back to what we find there uh, in the verse 11 about that. I'm going to tell you what's interesting. When you, again, study the Bible and look through the Word of God, and uh, we, we've been talking about some of this on Sunday night. But in 2 Timothy chapter 3, the Bible tells us about the last days. By the way, folks, let me just kind of take a quick rabbit trail here. I believe we're living in the last of the last days. Amen. I believe we're going to be that generation that hears that trumpet sound and we experience the great calling away as God calls us right out of here. Folks, listen, you look around this world, things are going crazy. Listen, things aren't falling apart, they're falling in place. God's getting ready to intervene out of this planet. Listen, we're living in those last days. How do we know that? Not because I say, because the Bible says. Amen. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, there's a list of what's called the last day sins. Things that will be going on in the last generation before Jesus Christ comes. Amen. And for sake of time, I'm not going to read through them all. Those are messages in and of themselves. But man, I'm going to tell you, read through that. And the things the Bible says is exactly what's going on today. I thought it interesting though, on that top ten of last day sins, what, look at what you find. The Bible says, let me read it to you. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2. For men shall be, surprise, surprise, number one on the list, lovers of them own selves. Let me tell you, it's going around our world today. You know what they call it? Self-love. Self-love. I'm going to tell you, folks, that's the fastest growing religion in the world is a religion of self-love. It's all about me. It's all about my life. It's all about how things affect me. Listen, the Bible says it would be that way. Lovers of them themselves. Covetousness, boasters, proud, blasphemers. Hey, how about this? Top ten list. Disobedient to parents. Young people disrespecting and disobeying their mom and dad. Unbelievable, folks, what's going on in our day and age. I mean, it just seems like everywhere you go, young people, man, copping attitudes with their parents. I mean, everywhere you it's not, we don't even think about it anymore because we see it all the time. 
a parent telling their kid to do something, and automatically an attitude's tough. Uh, uh, you know, the eye roll goes on, the smirk goes on. Or I've even just seen flat out parent kids look at their parents and say, "No, I'm not doing that." Disobedient to parents. Listen, folks, it's part of the last day sin the Bible talks about. Listen, young people, that's not how your mom wants you to act. God wants you to be the son or daughter that, or, or He wants you to be the son and daughter that your parent can be thankful for, your mama can be thankful for, and instead of being ashamed of, can be a blessing in their life. By the way, again, let me just remind you of this. God brings special judgment against those who do not treat their parents right. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 17. Listen to this verse. The eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley shall pick it out, and the young eagle shall eat it. I've told this story before, and you've heard me say this before, but it's such a perfect illustration for this verse. I cannot but give this illustration to you. I remember when I was a teenager, we were going to church camp. And uh, in fact, the same camp that we now take our teenagers to, Indian Creek Baptist Camp down in uh, Corden, Indiana. And I remember we were going that year, and uh, there was a, uh, one of the teenage girls in our youth group, and uh, she'd been having some issues with her parents and was uh, being uh, kind of rebellious and snarky to her parents. And one of the last things she did before she got on the bus to go to teen camp was smart off to her mama. Well, the preacher that week uh, was, uh, uh, was preaching and was preaching along something similar to what I'm preaching today. And he read this verse right here, Proverbs 30, verse 17. The eye that mocketh of his father despises to obey his mother. The ravens of the valley shall pick it out, and the young eagles shall eat it. He, he was preaching out of that verse. Well, that afternoon, that girl was on a, a mountain bike ride up on one of the trails up on the hill. And uh, she uh, was riding along, hit a loose rock, and, and kind of tipped her bike over. And right over there in the weeds was a turkey, okay, a wild turkey. And for some reason, that wild turkey made a beeline for that girl and literally was trying to peck her in the head. I'm not making this up, folks. This is little, literally what happened. She was shielding herself, crying and screaming. That bike was as a shield to keep that turkey from pecking at her. Amen? Let's just say she got right with God at the next service. Amen? And I remember her coming and, and weeping to the youth pastor's wife and telling her what happened and, and telling her the, the story about how she fussed with her mama and was disrespectful to her mama. And well, you know what? God has a funny way of getting her attention, doesn't he? Amen? Now listen, young people, I'm not saying you're going to be attacked by a turkey, all right? Although it is turkey season, you never know, amen? All I'm saying is this, listen, you better watch out by disobeying God's command on this, how you treat your parents. You better watch out, amen? Because let me tell you, uh, not only does God have, have uh, uh, judgment, but God also has blessing. Listen to this verse, very famous verse, Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, Honor thy father and thy mother, that it may be uh, may, may, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Listen, folks, God promises long life to those who honor their parents. Long life. I'll end with this illustration. There was a uh, evangelist uh, from yesteryear, uh, tent meeting evangelist uh, Oliver B. Green. Anybody ever heard Oliver B. Green preach before? Man, if you ever heard him, you'd never forget it. He had one of the most amazing preaching voices I've ever heard. Man, it was unique. It was powerful. God's hand was upon Oliver B. Green. He traveled, traveled this country preaching in tents. He, would, uh, had, he had a radio broadcast. He wrote a lot of books. I got a lot of his commentaries in my office. Tremendous man of God. But it was very interesting. He made a prophecy about himself when he was preaching one day. And here's what he said. He said, I will not, be, I will not live 
to be an, uh, to, to, to be a very old man. He said, because I didn't get saved until I, I think was 22 years old. He said, for the first 22 years of my life, he says, I was a rebel rouser, and I, on purpose, many a times, disrespected my mom and dad. And he said, I know God, because God keeps his word, will not allow me to live out a full life. And by the way, he was right. He died when he was 55 years old. I'm talking about a great preacher, a great evangelist. Hey, I get it, man. Hey, that happened before he was saved. But guess what? You don't circumvent God's laws. Sometimes God just uh, makes sometimes example so that people understand how serious it is to obey God and obey His Word. The young people, did I scare you a little bit this morning? I hope so. I'm not lying. I hope so. I hope I put the fear of God in some of you. By the way, some of you need the fear of God put in you. You need some of that. Amen? Let me tell you, the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It's the beginning of wisdom. Amen? And listen, I, I hope I encourage you this morning. I hope I warned you this morning. I hope you understand the importance of treating your parents, especially your mama right. Amen?